1: Welcome to it. Great to be with you on a Tuesday. It's Hale Varsity Radio presented by Currency. For all your equipment financing needs, go Currency. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, plenty of college football to dive into. College football playoff revealed tonight. Mickey Joseph, some quarterback clarity, sort of, kind of. Maybe some clarity on who's in hot pursuit of Mickey. We'll get to that In a little bit and uh, loaded up today, Mitch Sherman will join us. We'll get his take on the Husker coaching search as well as uh, Minnesota as the fighting flex come to town Saturday. Mitch with the Athletic in about 15 minutes or so. In hour two, we'll change it up just a touch and get rugged. (laughs) We'll uh, spend time in studio here. Head coach Nebraska wrestling Mark Manning going to be with us. And uh, excited for that. Love Coach Manning, what he does with the Nebraska Wrestling Program. And uh, they've got a duel going on against North Dakota State on Friday. Get his take on uh, the world of wrestling and just uh, life in the athletic department down at Nebraska. Also, Jay Moore, Blackshirt, Husker, NFL, or Jay, part of Big Red Wrap-Up. That airs tonight. His thoughts moving forward with the Big Red. You can join us and dial up at 466-3776. 466-3776. Toll-free 825 5865, where you hear us across the state. Can watch us if you dare. Uh, do so on ESPN Lincoln's Facebook and Twitter handles. Also, Hail Varsity Radio. Give us a follow there at HVarsity Radio. Our personal Twitter accounts at Schmidt underscore radio and at Herbal Essence for Elijah Herbal. You going to drop the eight bucks for verification? Hell no. Me neither. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just working on. Uh, I, I, it's baby steps for me with tweets, right? Uh, I I love Twitter. I'm not on it all the time, but God love you for the content.
2: Yeah, no. Um, from my take is, I, I'd actually probably rather spend eight dollars to keep myself unverified. I think you know I, I'm one of the people. I'm not one of these elitist verified Twitter users like. The hell out there is really trying to like replicate me and try to rip me off. Like, <laughs> no. no no one's trying to undermine we my credibility all on
1: Twitter. Borrow Elijah. I already have no credibility on Twitter. Why would somebody be trying to we undermine all, my credibility? We'll, so, you did get how many you did have something go nuts. Uh, I've, had, I've, the, had a,
2: I've had a couple things right. Yeah. The, but... the
1: the Frost presidential view, yeah, go off when, when Frost was hired to when Frost was, you know, four years looking like 40. How how you age, mm-hmm. look at pictures of Obama or or W right when they began their presidency to the end of their eight years, and how they've aged 30 years in that eight-year window.
2: Not, not to get political here, but you do notice that Trump did not age like one bit in the presidency, right? You look at before and after pictures and you go, that's the same guy. It's Nothing's changed.
1: Yeah, he's doing his thing.
2: But yeah, anyway, not to go off the deep end or anything, but I just like... No one's trying to undermine my credibility on Twitter. Therefore, I don't need the checkmark. Therefore, I'm not going to pay extra for
1: a no, checkmark. I'm not paying 8 bucks. Uh, Matt emails in, what would you think about removing Whipple? Matt's been on this get rid of Whipple uh, chant, which is fine, and uh, promoting Ron Brown. Ron has not been a coordinator. Ron could be a really good coordinator, but Ron's a senior analyst. End of discussion. They're not going to gonna yank Whipple uh, in the middle of the season. Right? Just can't do it. Nice thought. Not likely. So let's jump in here. It's less that you couldn't do that in the middle of the season. You'd figure out something if it was mm health-related. If you're pissed off about the the job he did or didn't do in the second half with his quarterback choice, Mickey's not going to do that. Not something that it's even on the table. You can have a problem with his play calling, but
2: I don't think you can have a problem with how much expertise he brings to this offense on the practice the field same in, offense in the film room. Good. And you look at the other guys they have in that offensive staff. I don't think you have another single guy who is experienced calling plays, like no. true experience calling plays. And like, sure, you can be unhappy with his play calling, but I, I don't think you can question how much expertise he brings to this offense.
1: No, it's the same play calling that that was leading nine to six. It's the same play calling mm-hmm. that. Despite that offensive line had you within striking distance, if you could have got to stop against Purdue, same play calling that got you a rock fight win against Rutgers, same play calling that that went deep a couple of times and beat Indiana. I just have to look at the personnel Nebraska has, and I have to ask myself how many coordinators
2: around the country would be getting a lot would, better. Would out be of this doing offense. better. Yeah, I'm not saying that there aren't people out there who could get more out of this offense, but I'm talking about how many people could get more out of this rushing attack behind the offensive line the amount of people around this country who could realistically give Nebraska a better chance to win uh, enough to to make up for some of the shortfalls in the defense and I don't think that there's very many of those guys let alone ones that are available to come in mid-season so what's the point do you you have somebody on your staff that you think is going to do a better job than Mark Whipple with with what the the personnel Mark Whipple has and I don't think that that answer is, is yes
1: so let's dive into the Mickey job smoke And if you've listened carefully to Hale Varsity, we try and bring you pretty smart people. Uh, Coach Barnett has hinted at Mickey and his name for some of the openings. I think last week or two weeks ago, Barnett touched on Arizona State. Would be stupid to not look at Mickey. Um, You have Bill Dolman, who's right about everything. The Pride of Fairbury said with us Friday, hey, Mickey's not just auditioning for Nebraska, but... The other gigs that are open, and I know Auburn's open, <laughs> and the way Mickey can recruit. If I'm Auburn, why the hell not? Okay, Auburn's its own animal to deal with. But I'm three reporting that Mickey's name has emerged as a candidate for the Arizona State job. And that would make sense. Uh, you have Herm Edwards that's going back to ESPN to do college and, and NFL coverage. That that ship has sailed. And what type of job do you think Arizona State is? And the report here from On3, you have an Atlanta-based law firm that uh, is directly tied to ASU's coaching search. There's been contact between Joseph's representation the law firm, and and there you go. No, absolutely, you kick tires on Mickey if you're Arizona State. I think you can do real well. I know Mickey's uh, wife is from Arizona. He's done okay. I mean, you're, you're two and three, and you still have lots of season left. He's been in that region recruiting anyway. And the only thing that if I'm Mickey— I I pause on with Arizona State because you can you can win there. How often are you going to win there? Don't know. What's the landscape of, of the Pac-12? Because you're behind the Big Ten now with the, um, the 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 revenue conference revenue. You're going from SEC and in Nebraska in the Big Ten, not even to Big Twelve money, to to, to Pac-12 money. What's the landscape look like? Where does Arizona, Arizona State, some of the leftovers end up? And what's your shot at getting into the college football playoff? Or being a playoff team at Arizona State? The the uh, the Jake Plummer era has been a long, long time ago. Dennis Erickson was there, and then he wasn't. You can get some good dudes. It's a fun party school. You can recruit. But... I think you're sealing, quite frankly, seven and five at best. And and maybe it's better, but are you going to get credit for it? I mean, the, you're, you're way down the line as far as teams that are going to be plucked from the Pac-12. Hollywood's already moving. And up next is probably Oregon and Stanford and Washington. Utah's a good program, but they're still above you. So we'll see, but... I mean, you have – listen, if I'm, if, I'm, if I'm Georgia Tech, if I'm Auburn, clearly if I'm Nebraska, he's, he's one of my top three candidates. Let's see how the year finishes out. you know. And that's the other thing we'll talk to Mitch about. Where do we think Trev's at? Uh, I think Mickey'd kill it. I think he'd be great at Arizona State. Is that the best job out there for him? He'll take a job if it's offered, if it's a head gig. He's earned that. And you don't blame him for doing so. But do you hold out for a better option uh, as making that jump to head coach? His audition's been uh, very impressive despite the the win-loss record.
2: I'd also like to add here we don't necessarily know what that conversation was about. Do we think we know what it's about with Arizona reaching out to Mickey Joseph? Sure. But there's also a lot of politicking that can go on behind the scenes in these head coaching searches. Sure.
1: What if, what if, if you're Arizona- up for the Nebraska job? It's pretty nice to know that Arizona state's also interested in you. So let's get some urgency going here. Where do I stand? Mm-hmm. That type of get the ball rolling. Well, for, for all we know, Mickey, maybe Trevor already has a
2: guy in mind and Trevor and Mickey's already agreed to stay on, but now he's, you know, talking to Arizona State because he wants a little bit of vigor of a, of a contract offer for next season. You know what? If you don't match what I want for being uh, maybe associate head coach and assistant coach, I'll I'll go kick tires at some other places or conversely. It's all leverage. Conversely, Arizona State could like a guy that Nebraska's pretty interested in now. So they're going to talk to Nebraska's current interim who they know has a, a potential to get the job and say, you know what? If, uh, if you're going to be going elsewhere, we're going to be coming after Mickey Joseph. So you better decide what you want. Do you want Mickey Joseph or do you want to go out somewhere else and, and lose Mickey Joseph potentially. There, there's a lot of politicking that can be going on behind the scenes. and I don't want to act like we know what's going on behind the scenes. However, I'm also going to agree with you and say Air, the likes of Arizona State, Colorado, Georgia Tech, those schools would be stupid to not reach out to Mickey yeah, and, and see what's going on there. He, he has had – what I would call a fairly impressive showing as Nebraska's interim head coach. Has he been perfect? No, but he's been impressive enough that I think he should be getting some looks and some job interviews at some other places. So uh, is that likely what's happening here? Is the Arizona State is, is reaching out and trying to get some, some initial work done to see what the interest level would be most likely, but we also should keep in mind there is some behind-the-scenes politicking that goes on that we don't hear about in these coaching searches.
1: Where's Mickey on on these lists? Is he on Auburn's list? Is he on Georgia Tech's list? Yes, it sounds like he's on Arizona State's list. You know he's on Nebraska's list. We just don't know the pecking order. Uh, Nebraska able to get another recruit for 2023. Uh, Arnold Barnes running back out of New Orleans, flipping from Tulane to Nebraska. We'll have more on that. Uh, Speaking of the coaching search, and we'll get some comments from Mickey coming up here on the here and now. Uh, That is, of course, uh, Minnesota. Uh, You got to go deal with the Gophers this weekend. Listen, there's, there's still four or five names out there that are very strong, okay? You you hear a little bit more of Dave Doran from North Carolina State. Coach Garrison's his offensive line coach. John Garrison, former Husker, of course, and he's been a really, really good offensive line coach for NC State. Tim Beck's still there. Uh, Doran is a name. Trev's got familiarity with the ACC, but Doran's a Kansas City guy. Lance Leipold still with Kansas, they need one more win for bull eligibility. They've cooled off a touch. And then you have Mark Stoops of Kentucky. Uh, they got drilled by Tennessee, but that that is in no way, shape, or form. Uh, Tamp down the job Stoops has done at Kentucky. Those are three guys that that may be gettable. I think two dream candidates that are going to be hard prize. Still, Aranda and Kleinman. Kleinman's got the most impressive win in college football this year, against a top ten opponent. Now, from a from a spread standpoint, Tennessee beating Alabama is still really damn impressive. But, Clemson and K State are are doing it, and they did it with a backup quarterback. Aranda and Baylor—they're at five and three right now. They've got a tough stretch. Who is sneaking in? Pete on the line. Pete, go ahead. Thanks for calling. How no, you doing today? Good, man. Go for it.
3: I guess
4: I got a question for you. If Mickey Joseph gets a head coaching job. How many of the assistants and coordinators do you think will be retained and the second part of the question is do you think he would get enough money to go out and get top-notch coordinators and coaches
1: I don't know the budget for Arizona State it was not comparative at all to what you'll have at Nebraska uh, just because of the resources that's that's the other discussion point is Nebraska and Arizona State are apples and oranges resources-wise, but there's people Mickey knows all around the coaching world, and some are on this staff that, that may go with him, may join
2: him. But names that spring to mind for me from previous uh, stops, I think, could be good fits. I look at Joe Brady, who I believe is currently the Bills' offensive, or sorry, uh, quarterback's coach. Do you leave
1: at pro football, though, for, for Arizona State? Pro
2: football hasn't gone well for him. He was bad in Carolina. And then what? what's he realistically doing with the Buffalo Bills as Josh Allen's quarterback's coach? Realistically, how difficult is your job in a day-to-day quarterback. Well, basis?
1: The, quarterba- well but the quarterback coaches tend to get hired. This is true.
2: This is true. Right? But I also look back and I go, maybe you had more success in college. You want to get back there? It's a guy that's previous relationship with Mickey and maybe Nebraska can afford to pay. What that would cost. Another guy I look at, and it's crazy, but I'm going to say it is maybe Ed Orgeron will do a solid for a guy who was, you know, essentially your, your head recruiting guy while you were LSU won you national title. Do, does he does he do you a solid and give you a couple of years to help you transition,
1: or is it an absolute freak show to bring Easy Ed to town? That's all. And you and you, d- and you don't at. want it, Pete. So yeah, Mickey could go get who he wants. Thanks for the phone call um, out there as an assistant. Everyone's going to take the phone call for Mickey, including his brother high-level defensive coordinator but that's that's a. i haven't gone there who's mickey gonna fill out staff we're, we're, we're acting and talking like mickey's got a head job mm. we're talking right now in real time that uh arizona state's shown some interest per the on three report uh, the next step is okay where's he at on that board is there an offer that's going to happen a lot depends on an offer the next few games and uh and then from a staff standpoint so a lot of moving parts we'll try and pin it down talk some ball with mitch sherman from the athletic it's hail varsity with you we're presented by currency like what you hear high quality radio and podcasts are just part of what we do at hail varsity i'm brandon vogel managing editor i wanted to offer listeners of the hail varsity radio show podcast $10 $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you can get everything we do. 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all of the premium content we produce at hailvarsity.com. Just go to hailvarsity.com slash subscribe and enter the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hail That's hailvarsity.com slash subscribe, promo code GBR.
0: And now, and now
1: back to Hail Varsity Radio. Got an email we'll get to from Chad here that is not high on Whipple. <laughs> we'll talk coaching and Minnesota and all that good stuff here. Hail Varsity Radio rolls forward. We're streaming ESPN, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. Hail Varsity Radio. Uh, twitter handle as well you can watch the show we say hi to mitch sherman from the athletic at mitch sherman on twitter mitch thanks for spending time on tuesday with us how are you
3: i'm good i'm good Schmitty. how are you
1: we're doing all right we're just kind of digesting some of the reports out there about arizona state's interest in uh in mickey joseph uh, uh get your reaction uh as to you know the um the, the the job Mickey's done and and the pursuit that may be out there aside from Nebraska.
3: Yeah, it's always a possibility. Colorado has been mentioned as a possibility, and Arizona State is another job in the in the Pac-12, of course, that's open and has been open mm-hmm. since uh, middle middle of September. Um, Herm Edwards was fired right around the same time as as Scott Frost, and you know. Coaches mentioned for positions, um, you know, doesn't necessarily indicate um, that a deal is imminent or, or that, um, you know, you're in a situation where both sides are, are in, in agreement that the, that the interest is there. But um, there are a lot of these kind of stories that, that exist in, uh you know, as we get into into the coaching carousel season, it's it's just called the silly season mm-hmm. for a reason. Um, but yeah, Mickey has done outstanding work, and I think making himself a candidate uh, at a number of schools. Um, you know, if he ends up as a candidate as a at a power five school outside of Nebraska, then you know that's obviously a credit to what he's done, not just in getting the Huskers ready to win a couple of games since he took over, but also um, for his work in, in overall managing the program and, and continuing to guide things along through, through what is a rough period. And then, you know, with the state of Arizona, um, there are connections there that involve Mickey's younger brother, Vance Joseph, who's defensive coordinator of the Arizona Cardinals. And we know that Mickey spent some time in, the state of arizona during the huskers bye week which i can't imagine is in any way related to his name coming up uh, in in uh, connection with the asu job but still he's familiar with that that part of the country um he's recruiting and has recruited players from um the phoenix area so um you know he's uh, it's not shocking i suppose that, that his name is connected there
1: Mitch Sherman's with us from uh, from the Athletic. You're on Hale Varsity Radio. So, what do you believe, Mitch, with with Trev here, uh, with with the the search? Uh, you know, where where do you think things stand?
3: Well, I think it's coming into focus uh, for Trev. You know, I think he's at a place in the search now that we're into November, uh, where he's whittling things down. He spent. A good chunk of the early time in this search, talking to people who weren't candidates, uh, assessing the Nebraska job, gathering information so he could then go out and, um, you know, really play the play the field um, so that, that he would be armed with the information that he needed to be able to appeal to the best candidate and or candidates for Nebraska. So I think he's past that stage. You know, I think the part of the search, or at least I would expect that the part of the search where he's evaluating Mickey Joseph is is coming to an end. Um, that's not to say that Mickey doesn't remain a candidate in Nebraska. I think he does, but it's just that we're 60 days or, or a week from now, we'll be about 60 days into this search. And that's ample time for Trev Alberts to gather essentially everything that he needs to know about Mickey Joseph. You know, he, he'll have a more clear evaluation of Joseph than he will any outside candidate just because of those 60 days and um, all that has transpired for Nebraska in, in, in that time. So I, um, I think it's the stretch run. I think Trev is uh, is is weighing all of uh, of what he's got uh, in front of him with external candidates and the one internal candidate, and you know he's getting to a place very soon here where uh, it's time to start trying to iron something out with uh, you know whoever his top choice emerges as.
2: Now, Mitch, I'm just kind of thinking out loud here, and this is something I alluded to last segment, but with these last two points you just made kind of combined the fact that trev alberts is probably wrapping up his his evaluation of mickey joseph and the 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 story coming out today about arizona state being interested in mickey joseph usually these kind of coaching searches things are, are are kept pretty hush hush and whenever news breaks out and news comes out there's a reason that that news is being leaked out and i'm just trying to dive into what the reason is right now that that this story about mickey joseph and arizona state would be coming out and i want to get your read on this as a potential why
3: yeah, you know this is a new situation. Um, Mickey's connection to Arizona State. In fact, when you know when when we got together today and and talked with Mickey Joseph, uh, you know none of this had had been mentioned. Um, and, and, and I do I agree with you, Elijah, that there is generally a reason in, in that um, you know somebody um, somewhere, either connected to ASU or connected to Joseph, wanted this information to be known. And that's generally the way that things work this time of year. You know, when the, when the deals are done and they're ready to be announced by the schools, then everybody finds out because it's official up until that point, things are leaked for a reason. And they're either leaked by the school or in, or in many cases they're leaked by the, um, the, the camp, um, you know, the, 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 the people who are close to a coaching candidate and, you know, entirely speculating, um, it could be a situation where, um, Mickey's people want to press Nebraska's hand a bit, and again, they've had seven weeks. Trev's had seven weeks, and if he is in fact a serious candidate at another school, um, you know, it, it, it may be time to let people know that, so that Nebraska understands what it's dealing with here—that it's not just a situation where um, you know Mickey has has the option to to stay at Nebraska if he's not chosen. Um, you know, he may have other options on the table too, and 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 that that could uh, that could make Nebraska act a little more quickly in in terms of what it's doing with this
5: decision on day.
1: Mitch, does your gut tell you that that if if Trebs evaluating, we we know some of the names that have been out there, but what what's your gut say about getability, either from a Big Twelve or an ACC? Is it the, the allure of a Nebraska, or is it the allure of a Nebraska, the resources, working for Trev? And also, hey, it's going to be a, a bit of a, a climb for a lot of schools uh, outside of a couple of power conferences to get multiple teams into the playoff.
3: Yeah, I mean, college football is changing, and the Big Ten is is fortunately for Nebraska is at or near the top of the of the pecking order, um, the food chain. But that's not to say that all of the things that a coaching candidate looks for are going to be in prime position to attain at Nebraska. Um, Even with the Big Ten potentially in position to get three or four teams annually into the college football playoff when it expands to 12 teams here in the next few years, Nebraska's task to be among that group is – perhaps even more difficult than it would be for a Big 12 or an ACC team, as you mentioned, to be in the top one to two in their own conference. USC and UCLA coming into the Big 12, I'm sorry, into the Big 10 in two years, that's, uh, you know, that continues to to look more formidable each week that these programs uh, are on the rise. It's interesting what we've seen this year from both of those schools in Los Angeles that, you know They had been sleeping somewhat for the better part of the last several seasons, and here they are with Lincoln Riley and Chip Kelly now both having outstanding seasons right on the heels of the announcement that they would join the Big Ten in 2024. So that makes the challenge all that much more difficult for whomever the next Nebraska coach is going to be, um, not just to get into the college football playoff. I mean, that's ultimately the goal. And Nebraska's far away, I understand, from that threshold right now um, but the top 12 in the country, country uh, in some seasons it, you know, a few times a decade at least should be a goal that Nebraska can, can strive to get some schools will expect to get there every year Ohio State will expect to be in the college football playoff every single year and we'll probably get there in, in most every single year Nebraska can expect I think to be a contender for one of those top 12 spots Maybe a couple times in a decade, and that just got a lot more difficult because of what USC and UCLA are presenting um, as the, the you know the likelihood uh, of of what their teams are going to look like if, as soon as they get into the Big Ten.
1: Mitch, couple minutes here. Uh, a Thought on Saturday, Nebraska's quarterback situation and how uh, how Nebraska puts a game plan together to compete at quarterback and offensively against this Minnesota D.
3: Yeah, it's, an, it's a, another top-ranked, top, you know, high, highly-ranked defense um, right here smushed in this in the middle of these. You know, it's a three-game stretch, but really it's a five-game stretch. Wisconsin doesn't have the same kind of ranking that the other four do that show up among the last five games on Nebraska's schedule. But we know with Jim Leonard as, as interim coach that the Badgers are, are, are going to continue to get better and play a good brand of defensive football. So here we are in, in game two of that five-game stretch, and and it, it's a hard-hitting, physical, old, experienced Minnesota team on both sides of the ball. But they're they're you know with, with Joe Rossi as defensive coordinator, their style as Nebraska has well learned the past few times that they've tangled with the Gophers is is one that. likes to uh, stop the run and and just take it to you from a physical standpoint on both sides of the ball, maybe more so on the offensive side, but Minnesota's defense has, has gotten the best of Nebraska undoubtedly um, in, in several of these recent meetings. So it's a huge challenge for the Huskers with the quarterback situation, what it is, you know, I, I, I not expect to see Casey Thompson on, on Saturday, though he's, he's not been ruled out by Mickey Joseph. You know, it sounds um, it doesn't sound promising with uh, the nerve injury and in his in his elbow and and you know affecting his ability to um, to to throw the ball. It would it would seem so. Um, more than likely, we're going to see a combination of Chubba Purdy, and, and Logan Smothers, or one of those two, if it, if it best fits Nebraska's game plan to go with one quarterback. And and that's a huge challenge um, against an experienced Minnesota defense and an experienced coaching staff that. Uh, we'll we'll do all that it can to take advantage of of Nebraska's situation to, uh, uh, under Center.
1: Mitch, about ten seconds. but what's coming up from you with the athletic?
3: Yeah, we'll have some uh, some coaching search stuff coming out coming out tomorrow, just uh, the state of uh, of where things are at and, and, and where um you know Trev Albert should be and is at in this in this Mickey Joseph situation.
1: Good enough. Mitch, thanks for the time. Good to see you today and, and we'll check in with you uh, Saturday. but I appreciate all your right. time. Thanks, guys. Uh, Mitch Sherman with us from The Athletic. You can find him on Twitter, at Mitch Sherman. Some thoughts on Mickey and the quarterback spot. More of your calls and uh, more of your input here on StreamYard.
0: Chime in. 402-466-ESPN. Or email the show. Chris at HaleVarsity.com. Just try me. Try me. Back to Hale
1: Varsity Radio. Husker head wrestling coach Mark Manning in studio. 25 minutes. Jay Moore with us next hour as well. We're talking Mickey in Arizona State. The On 3 story and, you know, the why right now. Why is the story coming out? Mickey's name's been probably bantied about a little bit for some of those openings. Good stuff from Mitch Sherman. Check that interview out with the podcast. Spotify, iTunes, Google Play with Hale Varsity. Also on the uh, YouTube channel with Hale Varsity Radio. But think about what what is coming down the pike, this five-game season, this interview, Elijah, and where Mickey's at now compared to where Mickey was at after Rutgers, hmm. popularity-wise, right? And even after Purdue, you weren't as, as ticked off. Hey, h- how'd they do it? Wow. I mean, that was in some corners – You as a Nebraska fan were impressed that Nebraska stayed close. They were down 17. They battled back. They get a break here or there or make a play. Maybe they escape Purdue with a win. Well, you had a little bit more reality last weekend with what happened against Illinois. And things went really sideways in the second half when you're not full strength. Okay, uh, right now you're still kind of hot you still have a body of work that's respectable and you're still recruiting your ass off great so what happens from a how hot is the guy if minnesota comes in here and 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 wins 48 to 10 full strength or not where's where's your uh where's your steam i mean right now you're you're seeing the roller coaster go up and maybe go down. I mean, there's a reality that you don't win again. And do you fight in every ball game, or do you start getting blown out because of injury, because you're depleted? Not your fault, but your job, right? To manage. Got to get them ready. So, that's part of the reason too that if I'm Mickey's Mickey's representation. I start letting it be known that, hell yeah, Arizona State's interested. <laughs> I, I, I superimpose a picture of, of Mickey riding Ralphie. <laughs> okay? I mean, just let it, let it be known. And if I'm Trev Alberts right now, I, I zero in. I have two guys, three guys. That includes Mickey and I try and start getting yeses or go to hell. <laughs> okay? that's It's as simple as that. How much do you love Lawrence? How much do you love Waco? Right? How much do you like Tuscaloosa? Right? I mean, those are not Nick. Ah, you're going Bill O'Brien. Okay, I
2: looked at you for a second like, damn, Schmitty, you no, want the hair? No, no, no.
1: <laughs> How much do you like Tuscaloosa? Probably a lot with all those rings. I, I would think so. Who's with us? Got Chris on the line. Chris, go ahead. Thanks for the call. Great show. Well, I've got a
4: thought for you, a question. I don't know what you guys think about this. Is it possible that Arizona State maybe Colorado, I don't know if Colorado is actually uh, into it like Arizona State is, is it possible that since they're looking at some of the same candidates we are, and they're maybe not quite as high on the pecking order as Nebraska, they're trying to throw a curveball at Nebraska, make Nebraska back off of uh, Lance Leopold or uh, Matt Campbell or some of Bill O'Brien. Whoa. They want, and so that Nebraska will, you know, hold on to Mickey, and their whole intention is we just want to get one of these other I – mean, I, I mean, I hate to say it, but I can't think a 55-year-old wide receiver coach is, is a hot commodity. You know, he's not a young guy. No, you know, he's, not, he's, like he he's was... not
1: young, but, man, if if you're – look at where Colorado and Arizona State are at. I mean, how appealing are they to some proven guys? You're going to have to take a run at somebody that may be getting his first opportunity like a Mickey, and hope, it, hope you hit a home run.
4: And that, that is very true, but I just wonder what you guys think about uh, them trying to throw Nebraska off the scent. Well, well that, that's what of, I threw out in the,
2: in the first segment. I threw that out in the first segment, and... Essentially, I know that with this coming out today, there is some sort of politicking going on behind the scenes. Someone is trying yeah. to get leverage on something by letting this story get out to the press today.
1: And, and we're just trying to sift through right now what, what the likely think. options are. <laughs> yeah, I don't think, okay. I do not, there's no way Arizona State and Colorado may want to call Lance or Kleiman or O'Brien. Or, or they, they're going to take that phone call from those two schools.
2: Well, the, the, the thing is, is I, I can understand why, though. Uh, to his point, why you'd want Nebraska to hire Mickey Joseph to give you more options.
1: Sure. So I, I can. I don't see think that. Nebraska is not going to be rushed into to making a hire. They're, they're yeah, just I, not. Yeah,
4: I don't. I don't think it's going to do what uh, Arizona State, if, if that is in fact the case. You the know, old just misdirection. Kind of in my head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Appreciate the call, Chris. Yeah. I don't think Chris. it to affect much, but you know, just an interesting thought I had.
1: Thanks for the phone call, bud. Appreciate you timing in. 466 377 825 8, 5865. Matt wants the interim t- tag taken off, Mickey Joseph. Uh, Matt, good for you. See how you feel after Saturday. Maybe things, th- this would be a, a big momentum boost. Not only do you play well, but maybe you win as a 15 point underdog. You've been an underdog that many points twice both to Ohio State, 2019 and 2017. But with Mickey and this Arizona State news, again, on three with the story. Yeah, you're crazy if you're Arizona State and you're not kicking tires on Mickey. He's a candidate for, for Nebraska as well, but you're not going to, Trev's not going to, rush and go, oh crap, Mickey's Mickey might be hired away. I better I better pull the interim tag off. We just don't know where Trev's at in the process right now. Who's with us? We got Paul on the line. Paul, go ahead. Thanks for calling, bud.
4: Hey guys, couple questions. First off, uh Matt Masker and especially Heinrich Harburg. What the, the heck if we need a passing quarterback, I heard Harburg has got an absolute cannon. And uh, secondly, uh, what about the option? If uh, Smothers is uh, the man, let's get the running game going. What
1: the heck? Well, great points. I don't know that you've had a lot of work with anyone beyond who the, who's been talked well, about. Well, Mickey, Mickey talked about it in the press today, if you don't mind me pulling that up, yeah. Smitty. Yeah.
2: As, uh, he went through why those guys aren't necessarily the, uh, the, the first team option. And,
1: yeah, and this team isn't an option team, and that's not Whipple Runs. Here's the audio, Paul.
5: No, no, no. <laughs> they weigh down there. I can't. Not those kids. They're young. I got. I got to go with Chubby and Logan because they're the guys that have the experience. You know, those kids are going to be really good quarterbacks, but not not right now. Not right now. Do you get that at all, Paul? Well,
4: that's just going to make me cry. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> <all I died. laughs> Do you think that uh, Mickey gets a job if he doesn't win any more games?
1: Absolutely not. I mean, Mickey's Mickey. Mickey's got to be. Going bowling, honestly. Eh, I wouldn't
4: put the bar that high. I think if we're seeing the improvements... if, you, if, you, if you've got a if, so if, you, if
1: you've got a proven head coach, say you pull an Aranda, say you pull a Leipold, say you pull, say you get consideration and eventually a yes from those other candidates that have won. And and say things fizzle out because you don't win out or don't have a, a, a strong finish, where okay, you finish second or third to Arizona State. You're still going to come back to Nebraska potentially to be on staff.
4: Yeah, I pray yeah. that he uh, remains on staff at the very minimum.
1: Absolutely. Paul, thanks for the phone call. We'll take more calls, wind up hour one on Hail Varsity. And now. And
0: now back to
1: Hail Varsity Radio. One final time this hour, and uh, we will get to more of your calls in two seconds. Hale Varsity is presented by Currency. For all your equipment financing needs, go Currency. Traven's with us. Traven, thanks for hanging on. Go ahead, man.
4: Uh, yeah, thanks for having me, fellas. Uh, quick question here. With the rumors going on about Joseph going to Arizona State and stuff like that, if that state per
3: se was to happen, or Colorado, like you said, one of them rebuilding programs, what are the chances our recruiting – some of them guys that have already recruited, say a Malachi Coleman, um, them type of players. What are the chances that we end up losing them guys to a decommitment or our recruiting is just kind of struggles again without having Mickey in the house?
1: It's big. I mean, it, it's an unknown, and they've all committed to him. I'm sure Mickey has sold Nebraska, but he's the relationship man, and that is very detrimental. But Mickey's been very upfront about. Gonna, we're, we're gonna recruit like we're gonna be here, and uh, and and that's that's how he's approached it. Um,
2: look, look, look at look at the guys that followed him from LSU to Nebraska. You look at the, the coldest Crawfords of the world, and the Trey Palmers of the world. A similar thing would happen if Mickey isn't at Nebraska next.
1: Year. Yeah, you mean you you, right. you risk blowing up a class and. That's part of the consideration. Now, say, but say, say you don't go with him as head coach. You sure as hell pay him to stay.
5: <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> you, yeah. You, well, that's, you,
1: you ask him what he wants, and and you make it so appealing. And I don't know, man. I mean, Mickey, I think has has liked and grown comfortable as a as a is the head coach here. So I think he likes the taste of it, man. I think absolutely right. you would. It's, but on the flip it's side, just of, whether
3: Trev, it's just whether Trev Alberts or not. You know, if if he's not the guy and Trev doesn't make him the guy, then I mean. I mean, Trev better be right to bite a bullet because we're going to have a lot of guys that I think, like you said, are going to end up leaving the program. And well, I, th- I think that a huge hit.
2: I think that Trev knows that the Husker football program as a whole is bigger than any one recruiter, any one sure. recruiting class. You have to understand right. that that you have to play the long run here a little bit and understand. You know what? We're going to get the right guy here at head coach, and if we lose a couple talented kids, kids that could end up being NFL guys, you have to you have to take that loss in knowing that the long run, the program is more important that, than anyone. That,
1: that makes that makes it so. Uh, vitally important, and Traven, thanks for the phone call, that that hire you make, if you're not going with Mickey, has got to be on the bleepin' money. Period. Matt wants to bet a stake in a beer that Mickey moves on if he's not named head coach. Do I take that bet, stake in a beer with Matt, if, if Mickey's not named head coach that he moves on? Th- those are bad odds for me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the odds that he moves on if he's not the coach, I'm not willing to take stake in a beer, but the if he's just head coach in Nebraska next season, I think I'd take that stake in a beer based on the direction that it feels like that the tides are going right now. Who do we have? We have Mo on the line.
1: Mo, go for it. Thanks for calling. Mo, you're on, bud. Hey, guys. Uh, you know, in the off chance
4: that the, well, I guess, significant possibility that Mickey doesn't get the head coaching job, how likely is it that he stays as wide receiver coach? You know, talking about losing these recruits, right? Right, and I,
1: I just it depends what his other options are. Does he have another head job offer to Colorado, to Arizona State, to X, Y, Z, to a smaller program? Uh, that that's up to him, man. He's not afraid to move. We talked to Matt Schick a couple of weeks ago. Sat down with him. Did a great one-on-one with him. Uh, Mo, we're up against it. So listen off air for me. But thanks for your question and, and the phone call. No, that's up to him. What's going to take care of his family? What's going to make him happy? Right now, he's, he's interim head coach. His job is Minnesota. His job is to find a quarterback that can complete some passes, not turn the football over, and put a game plan together where you can play some complimentary football. Big picture, it's all up in the air, I would think. More your calls and thoughts. Now, hour two on the way. Hale Varsity continues. We're presented by Currency. Each year, approximately 5,000 children are diagnosed
2: with brain cancer. Of those children, nearly 30% will not survive, and many of those that do are left with debilitating side effects for life. We're asking you to help by tuning in to the 10th annual Team Jack Foundation Radiothon presented by the Home Agency on September 29th. Become a champion for a cure for just $20 a month. Visit teamjackfoundation.org to learn more. Thank you for helping us fight for a cure.
1: Back with you. Tower 2. It's Hale Varsity Radio. We're presented by Currency. For all your equipment financing needs, go Currency. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. We'll dive back into Mickey, Arizona State uh, coaching openings uh, in just a bit. Uh, We welcome in amazing coach, 23 years and counting at the University of Nebraska head wrestling man Mark Manning back in studio. He even brought me a... Hold on a second. We're going to stretch coach we're going to show the uh, the streamers the uh, the Husker wrestling uh shirt that we have and that's phenomenal Look it's really that. good and he even got me an xl cuz I I... he knows i like to eat i'm a heavy one <laughs>
6: Elijah, I got to get you one, man. I got to
1: get you one.
2: I'd appreciate it, but yeah, no pressure, well, no, Elijah, yeah, Elijah no pressure. Elijah
1: wants to wrestle me for the shirt. <laughs> and I'm putting money on him. Well, I can ref. I can ref. I'm cheap. <laughs> well,
2: I'm cheap. If, if if Mark can host the show for a second, we can just get this sorted out right now on the stream. Yeah,
1: I'm going to go grab the steel chair. <laughs> Viewership's going to up. There, yeah, man. yeah, right. Elijah finally pounds Schmidt, the asthmatic. Yeah, that would will work. Will, will work well. But, Coach, hey man, another season yep. set to get going. North yeah. Dakota State, Friday night, Huskers.com is where folks go to get the tickets and come see you and your fellas, man. What a squad you have. Yeah, we we, uh, we feel good about our team coming back. We have three All-Americans
6: coming back and, um, you know, some so also veteran guys that are going to be at heavyweight, Cale Davidson and probably 125, Liam Cronin, guys that have been in our lineup, but now they're fifth-year seniors. and. Mm-hmm going to provide
1: a lot of uh leadership and, and just a lot of experience so it's going to be fun. Tell me a little bit about uh step 1 the the recruiting process. Um mm-hmm. without man I don't, to, I don't want to get you in Mickey yeah. trouble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but when it, when it comes to just going after who you want, character, yeah. talent, that yeah. evaluation and then the development so by the time it's their turn they're ready to go. Yeah, that's
6: uh that's the trick. It's it's uh, identifying the talent and recognizing what could what could be their potential down the line, you know, 2 mm-hmm. years from now, 3 Projecting, years from now, right? Absolutely. And you know, no one bats 1000% mm-hmm. and you don't in uh in recruiting uh, you know, uh, on a long shot. You know, I've had walk-ons, you know, become All-Americans and I've had guys that I've given 80% you know they they they're gone in two years. So, they just, you you got to find tough people in this sport. You know in wrestling, it's one on one, and so you know you might be the best in your state, but we're trying to be the best in fifty states, yeah. right? And so it's a it's another level, and you have to get young men uh, in the recruiting process. You know that that still have a big upside still want to be coached. Mm -hmm. They have the right attitude. They have great work ethic, but they're hungry, you know, not like, oh, I'm a four-time state champ. I got it made. And I'm, uh," you know, just because I'm, you know, getting scholarship offers that might not always be the guy, whether Mm -hmm. it's football, baseball, talk to Will Bull about it. You know, it's, it's, um, you got to find that, that guy that still has got that edge and wants to be the best, right? Mm -hmm. be elite, not just good. And so, uh it's uh tough we 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 have about six guys already committed for next year Mm -hmm. and we had about four of those guys committed a year ago and they just we've we've had guys once they commit they stay committed so right there that shows you a lot about their character and their commitment they're a man of the word and so it all starts there with trust and i think
1: when you can build a lot of trust with with your athletes they're going to go places Mark Manning with the Sale Varsity Radio, head wrestling coach, Nebraska North Dakota State Friday uh, at uh, the Nevada Center. Be sure to uh, log on Huskers.com and go support Husker Wrestling Coach. You have three new starters, 184, 197, and 285. You have Haas uh, and uh, Al, all uh, Allred all right. and then Cale uh, Davison. Yep. Touch on those three folks uh, th- that are new and what what it's like for them they've been doing this their whole life but now it's it's giddy up time
6: yeah and uh you know kale davidson he's been in our program a few years he's just never been the guy so he's had some experience and um we really like where kale's he's a he's a light heavyweight you know he's only weighs about 235 and uh he moves well he's a really good leg rider and we, he, he's really been making, you know, just great improvements this last like six months, you know, in the summer. He's really stepped it up. And sometimes it's funny how guys are when they get in their last year, mm-hmm. they know the end is near and they know the pressure's on. They, they got to perform. Now it's go time. You know, it's mm-hmm. not like, hey, I come in, I know I'm in a red shirt and then people kind of get complacent, you know. And so Kale's going to He's going to do a great job for us at heavyweight, and then Silas Allred is a guy. Him, Nathan Haas, and Lenny Pinto are kind of. Lenny Pinto is fighting it out at 184, and uh, Lenny's going to be our guy on on Friday night. And he's uh, he he's going to be good. He's he's going to put I, I would say butts in the seat, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> sure. he's an exciting guy. He's explosive, strong, um, some player. You know. He's a Lehigh Valley guy. He's from, okay. Le- he's from Strasburg, Pennsylvania, and uh, he's an Italian stallion, kind of like Mikey Labarola. So they're great friends, and and so that's how once we got Mikey, then a few years later we got Lenny. But Lenny's a redshirt freshman, and uh, same as Silas, and both guys have been on our program a couple of years because they were COVID guys, then, mm-hmm. and then that was a nothing year, and then redshirted last year, so... They're hungry and ready to show show themselves and show the world what, what they got.
2: Yeah, Coach Mark Manning's with us here on Hale Varsity Radio, Nebraska Wrestling. And, Coach, you mentioned the, these guys that are, are coming up. They're filling some big shoes. Chad Redd. Uh, last season yep. is uh, finished up his career. You also have Taylor Vins, Christian yep. Lance. Just some big, big shoes for Eric the team. Schultz. Yeah. Eric Schultz. That, <laughs> just huge names, guys that were, were huge, yep. and you guys finishing fifth at the NCA tournament last season. Yep. And and when you look at that finish last season, how do you keep these guys hungry for a new season, uh, despite the fact that you know there is going to be a lot of change from what you guys rolled out with last season as compared to this season.
6: Yeah, you know, Elijah, that's a great question. And, and the thing is, is that these guys, Silas hasn't been around a couple of years. You know, Cale's been here, so he knows what it takes. He's butted head with with those guys. And so now it's his term. It's next man up. And so I think it's just the culture of our team getting these guys ready. But I, I Silas already, he's got a big match on Friday night. The North Dakota State kids, he's he's beat a lot of nationally ranked guys. And it's really good—a great challenge for him right out of the gate. But uh, you know, Brock Hardy will be our 141 guy. Well, Brock Hardy's 22 years old, mm-hmm. and so how is that? He was—he's a Mormon kid, went to Brazil on his mission, came back, COVID year, redshirted. <laughs> he's 22 years old. He—he's something, man. He's a—he's a really good wrestler. So he—you know—he's been. He's been scrapping with CJ, you know, last couple of years. So, he he knows what it takes, and he's just he's just older, and you know, it's just more mature. He's like, you know, he's a he's a man, married already.
1: Yeah. Does he have a minivan? <laughs> no, no, no minivan
6: yet. But uh, <laughs> he, he wears slippers in. He looks like an old man, but slippers into practice, and I That's kid him funny. the other day about it. But but uh, but tremendous young man you know just uh, a
1: great kid and and uh it's he's gonna be a fun one to watch brock hardy coach mark manning with us in studio at Hale varsity radio nebraska north dakota state friday at the davanti center uh, huskers.com and we love having coach manning in t-shirts and just all sorts of intensity i love it you have got a ton <laughs> of, you got a ton of depth at 133 can you yeah. tell us about the the, the, the wow.
6: options. Yeah, we got some heat there. Um, we, we have a young man who transferred to us a couple of years ago. He's a six-year guy, Boo Dryden. Mm-hmm. We have a starter last year, Dom Serrano. He's a redshirt sophomore now. And we had a young man who transferred to us, Kyle Berwick. Um, Wisconsin kid, right? Yeah, Wisconsin yeah. guy and a kid we recruited uh, like three years ago. And then, uh, for certain circumstances, he, he came to us this summer, and uh, awesome kid. And then Alex Thompson, who's uh, a, a senior this year, and so he has this year of eligibility left. So we have some competition there in the room, and uh, it's kind of been back and forth. And we'll probably, you know, that 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 weight class will probably won't be settled here for a, a wow. number of weeks, and so. It's going to be interesting. They're pushing each other hard and and doing a good job. And uh, you know, Boo or Kyle will go on on uh, on Friday, and we'll see we'll see where we're at there. But uh, it, it'll be some there'll be some heat. We have on Friday we have alumni day, so we're having fifty some alumni coming from all across the country, and uh, we have a coaches clinic that day. We have two hundred coaches from around the state. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, starting early on Friday. And we have a bunch of recruits in, and then we're going to recognize one of our most famous alumni, Jordan Burroughs. Of course. Uh, yeah. it, uh, on Friday, he's, you know, in September, he won his seventh World Olympic title, the most accomplished wrestler in U.S. history. Yeah. And that's that says a lot right there, you know. And so he's probably the most popular wrestler in the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was in Belgrade, Serbia with him in September when he won. Um, and uh, just... Did a tremendous job, and he's going to be here for, for Alumni Weekend. They're going to honor him at the football game on Saturday, and
1: so it'll be great. That'll be good to have Jordan back. Absolutely. Wait, Some
2: Quick thought on, yeah. on Jordan Burroughs here. I was listening to his interview on the Joe Rogan experience a couple months back, oh, yeah, and he talked about his interest in going and in, in coaching wrestling and in MMA, and it feels like college wrestling and MMA really have, have gone hand-in-hand hand for a few years now with how many different college wrestlers you see going off. And I want to ask Absolutely. you the question. If there's one guy in your team that you think could make a career in MMA, which guy is it? Which guy's got that that heart of a champion? Maybe likes brawling in the locker room a little bit. Any well, guys we roster? we have
6: a few of those guys. One, I think, <laughs> Kale Davidson could. I think Boo Dryden could. He's he's long. He's about 6'2", 133. He's six oh, okay, two, one thirty three. This is six two, long oh. and and uh, yeah, you know, I think those guys could. I think Lenny Pinto could in in time. He'll grow into it. He's a brawler, you know. And you know, you think about the most successful, you know, MMA guys have a grappling background. Yep. You know, if you get taken down to your back, you can't defend yourself in in that sport. You, you're gonna get you're gonna get choked out or knocked out. Mm-hmm. You know, and so you got to have that. You have to have some grappling background to you. That's why it goes hand in hand. And and Jordan actually is opening the club. It's a oh, club. Great. He's club is just starting to open a club up. And, by his hometown in New Jersey, Philly area. So, yeah, he's going to have an element of MMA to it and attract some people. He'll probably work with the big dogs and show them some double legs, man.
1: (laughs) Mark Manning with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. Coach, a couple of minutes here. We're going to keep you a little bit longer for next segment, if that's okay with you. Uh, want to get your take here on some of the local guys. Antrell Taylor, a Millard South kid. You have Cameron Graham. He's from Cross County, uh, both true freshmen, and how they've been able to adjust to the room. Yeah. Oh, man. Both those uh,
6: young men are awesome, awesome kids, first and foremost. And uh, Antrell shows a lot of promise. He's really been, you know, he has tough guys around him to work out with Peyton Rob, who we think, you know, he's got two years left. He, we think he can be a national champion this year. All-American last fourth, year. Mm-hmm. Fourth in the country. He, he, he's he got better. Uh, he's an awesome kid. And uh, Antrell is, you know, he, he doesn't take a back seat to him or Ridge Lovett. Bubba Wilson, that 165, he wrestles with all those guys. So really interesting when you get a really talented guy and you say, well, this guy really has a lot of talent, but you don't know what's inside him, right? Mm-hmm. And then he's just mixing up with those guys every day. He doesn't take a back seat, you know. And so he, he's got a—he's going to be special. He's going to be special for us, and, and an awesome kid. And Cameron's in there, you know. He's—he's—he's he's, uh, he's got his hiney whip some, but you know he sticks his nose in there. He's getting better, loves it. He's a great teammate, and um, you know he's—he's he's going to develop and get some open tournaments in this year, and we'll see
1: where he goes. Coach Mark Manning's with us here, Hale Varsity Radio in studio, joining us here, and uh, Coach uh, a thought here on on Ridge Lovett here about about ninety seconds. We need more than ninety seconds, but runner up one forty nine. Uh, yeah. Such a such a a key is is he one of the leaders in your room? Absolutely, Ridge Lovett's a leader, big time. He
6: you know he was a leader. He came in as a leader. Um, Ridge, we asked him to wrestle. Uh, as as a freshman, true freshman in the Big Ten, and he, his weight class was loaded, right? Uh, Roman Bravo Young, who's a you know returning three-time national champion for Penn State, he had that guy in his weight class. He had, um, oh, man, he had Desanto from Iowa. He had uh, the kid from Wisconsin who was on the world team this year, Seth Gross. He he had tough guys in his weight, and he and he had a tough time to make that weight class because it was sacrifice, and, and he did it for our team and had to finish a great year, placed in the top six in the, the Big Ten, did an awesome job, and then COVID happened. But uh, Ridge just means a lot because he just has that fire, and uh, he brings a great element to our team. It's just his mindset, you know. He just has it, he's a winner, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, the more times you can find winners in recruiting – you know, it's, it's hard to find them. You know, you, you think they all are going to be, but uh, Ridge has a, just a de- different element to him. And, uh, you know, he's a g-
1: tremendous student, too. He's an all-around kid. That's incredible to hear about this team. We'll spend some more time on Husker Wrestling and also the, uh, the Arizona State topic with Mickey Joseph. Hale Varsity continues. We are presented by Currency. $10 off a full year of Hail Varsity. That's Hailvarcity.com. Backslash subscribe. Promo code GBR.
0: And now. And now back to Hail
1: Varsity Radio. With odds, Husker Wrestling is uh, rocking and rolling against North Dakota State Friday night. Coach Mark Manning in studio. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. Hail Varsity Radio presented by Currency. And coach, few minutes. Thanks for. Going a little overtime with us, you bet. It's good to spend time and see you again. Now, uh, a thought here on just from a recruiting standpoint, you, you laid that out a little bit. Big uh, recruiting weekend this weekend as well. Uh, not only with a big time match, but Jordan Burroughs is back, and that's incredible. Yeah. But the the um, the topic of Nebraska, the the family aspect, of Nebraska. Yeah. Tell me about that impact on on student athletes. For, for your sport and then just as a guy who's been in in, in Lincoln and coaching yeah. a major division one program for 23 years that impact the family yeah I think Chris you know young men are looking for a second family when
6: they when they're, when they're getting recruited and I think you know um, parents are seeing uh, or want to see what your environment uh, not only entails but who's gonna what's the leadership like? Is my, is my son or daughter going to develop? Who's going to be influencing them? Who's going to be around them every day? And so kind of the unique atmosphere of Nebraska is we we have a training table, and, and Trev has done a great job of being able to have all our student athletes being able to have free breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Well, that's a big deal. It's huge. And, and it, it, not only the financially, but the just the camaraderie that you bring to all sports having 24 sports in there and uh, mingling and getting to know other coaches getting to know you know other student athletes and and forming those bonds because they see each other maybe in a class but they don't really know them but sitting down and when you break bread you know you there's a family atmosphere when our recruits come to campus I know I talked to Will I've talked to Rhonda I've talked to Amy it's it's a game changer and that that is that family atmosphere and that's that's what most kids are looking for man when i go away 18 years of living in this house now it's going to be different for the mm-hmm. next 5 years and it's it's scary whether you're you know you're going to get homesick whether you're 2 hours or 20 hours sure. you know and so are you are you well taken care of and what what's it going to be like when you get to that place and so i think nebraska does a great job of just making sure the student-athlete is at the forefront, and that that's just from the standpoint of creating a great culture, creating a great atmosphere, because that's how kids strive and grow and develop. And and uh, if you're feeding them the right message, they, they're going to be tremendous competitors.
2: Coach, if there's anything I know about high-level athletes and coaches, it's that they're A, confident in themselves, and B, damn proud of what they do. And you're talking about, you know, meeting up with other coaches and athletes at the training table. With Husker Wrestling really carrying the torch for the the men's sports at, at Nebraska over the past 10 years, are there any friendly but, you know, competitive conversations at the training table about what the wrestling team's doing on the mat as compared to the other teams?
6: No, we're, we're, we're just trying to catch the volleyball team. You know?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. Well I, I well saw, played, I, I, I saw
6: Will Bolton, Rob Childress and his staff there today talked. They're awesome people, man. And, uh, I always bump into Will and we're buying meat awesome. to grill. I love it. <laughs> He's a great dude, <laughs> yeah, man. Will's he's the best. He's great. And he's a, uh, you know, he's focused on doing a great job and, and, uh, you know, that's what that's what you want. You not you're not always going to have a perfect season because injuries and just, you know, kids are growing up. They're not always going to be perfect from 18 to 23. But but uh, but if you have the right culture in place, you're going to you're going to start having success. And so we, we focus more on the process. I know that's coach talk, but mm. but uh, more about the output than the outcome. Mm. And and we get a lot of. A lot of mileage out of that, just with our young men, and so, it, yeah, it's good, and it's it, it's just good whether it's John Cook or Amy Williams or Ronda Revelle. Those guys are they're 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 Superman and uh, it's good people, and
1: they they know what they're doing, and it's it's good to rub shoulders with them. Can you put into words the, the Husker wrestling culture? I mean, what what is it? Uh, well, we
6: call ourselves tough together. You know, okay. you got to be tough tough competitors and but you got to be together you got to do it together you do it as a brotherhood and and that's what that's what it's about you know it's um mind body spirit and and develop these guys uh to the best of their ability
2: mm. yeah. are, are there any guys that within your team that you think especially embody that that culture that you've built um uh,
6: well i definitely think ridge Lovett. it you know I'd probably easy to say well he's most accomplished but he just bought into it. He is not the most talented guy on our team. He's not the most talented guy. He he he's a tough man. He's a he's tough. He's determined. He's he brings that extra you know, intangible, you know? Hey, a lot of people can say, Whoa, I ran at ten two forty. Okay. Uh yeah. You know, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> right? I didn't either. Or, you know, at ten two hundred, I mean, you know, or i'm really fast man i'm really strong looking i'm really Quick. i can jump high yeah. but what are you gonna do as a competitor and that's what in wrestling you know guys like peyton rob mikey lavarola he's he's gonna have a great year he's uh just at a great place right now and and he's doing really well and ridge is a great influencer for him and they live together now and it's it's good you know that's that's what great teams have. They have great people around to keep each other in check yeah. and
1: accountable. Mark Manning with us a couple more minute tale varsity radio, uh, Husker Wrestling in North Dakota State, Friday yeah. at the Nevada and uh, huskers dot where you can get uh, tickets to go to support uh, great program. I want to get your thoughts on North Dakota State, and then I want to zoom out to to wrap on the big Ten. Let's talk about Friday night and what what's coming into town yeah. Yeah, North Dakota State's got a
6: good team and, um, you know, I think I saw uh, they they have eight of the ten starters ranked in the top 30, so they've, they've got an experienced group. Probably their best guy is 157 and will go against Peyton Robb, so that'll be great. And they're 97 pounders good. And they're 84 pounders really talented. They're 65. So it's going to be a good challenge for us and it's a it's a good match to start off and um, you know, they're they're we 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 have to be ready to go on on Friday night six o'clock when we put our foot on the line. So, it's it's good. It's exciting. It's what we worked for, and now you just go out and lay it on the line. And uh, we talk to our guys a lot about courage. You know that's mm-hmm. that's what it takes, uh, when you're in a one on one battle, so it's um, it's an exciting
1: time. So you you, you mentioned uh, the uh, North Dakota State and and how just. Uh, great it's going to be to, to open the season with him. Yeah. A, a thought now on the league you're in with, with where yeah. you're at and how well you've performed yeah. and just the Big Ten. What's life like for you and, and the team in the Big Ten?
6: Yeah, the, the Big Ten is, uh, you know, just a big gauntlet, right? And it's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's never easy match, you know, like, oh, I'm going on the road and, you know, uh, the, there's not an easy out. And so we we kick off our season uh, big Ten season, January thirteenth, with Minnesota at home, and they have a you know pretty good veteran team back too, and so yeah, and Gable Stevenson, supposedly might come back, mm-hmm. so that's a big deal for them. an Olympic champion on their team, so uh, it's it's never easy match in the Big Ten. You 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 got competition each and every t- week, and you know I I would say a lot a lot to compared to. What Fred has and Amy and 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 John Cook, you know, mm-hmm. it's just every every game small margin of error, you know, separates it. So we we really try to focus on the intangibles, what we can control, mm-hmm. and uh, be the best at those.
2: You talk about controlling what you can control early in the season. Are you following along with what, you know, your your future Big Ten opposition is doing? Or are you have the blinders on focused on what Nebraska is doing?
6: Yeah, I, I, you know, Elijah, I I put the blinders on. I try to, you know, uh, you know, when you get when you get a little older, you get a little bit more gray hair. You you get a little smarter. Right. It is amazing how that works. But, you know, (laughs) when you're 18, your mom and dad know nothing when they're when you're 25. Damn near got smarter. I don't yeah, know. It
1: was overnight, baby. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but
6: uh it's kinda like that. You know, we try to not focus so much on the it's what we do. Um it's a process, which, right? Yeah. And and, and focus on a, us and what makes our guys go. And uh you know, we're just trying to develop each guy on our team when they hit that mat, they're they're running with a high motor, they're trying to score points, be aggressive. And, uh and have fun out there and and uh, that's what people want to come see and that's that's gonna that's gonna Shoot us up the rankings.
2: Well, that's one thing I always notice whenever I watch Nebraska wrestling is how much fun it looks like. Not only the guys are having, but how fun you're having watching all these yeah. guys. Do you have any like vocal warm ups you do to make sure you you don't lose your voice the next day, especially early in the season? No, you, <laughs> you know. Mo- I don't see
6: him doing vocal no, warm ups. <laughs> Most people know, you know, they look over at Coach Manning. It's it's the three C's cool calm and confident you know they am
1: cool all the time right
6: i don't
4: know about that I don't no, know. there's there's that
1: look i mean there's that look that 6000 yard stare coach has got you're on a knee you're yeah no i get it i get yeah. it you're you're right there with him mark manning in studio with us here on hale varsity radio about ninety seconds here, but nutrition keeping weight, making weight this is something guys have done their whole career mm. but but it's but it's it's still not easy no and no it's discipline that, that's
6: required yeah we got we got some young freshmen are, are, are learning that you know just we, we two weeks ago we got it got got them down to two percent, and then we had some rust lofts and the last weekend we had everyone make scratch weight and so what what that's all about is just getting your body down to that position where they're going to compete and, and let them feel comfortable because it doesn't feel comfortable you know I've been down to weight for seven months right sure. and then you're down to 125 or 157 and you got to acclimate and get your body right and so just getting them where where you know our guys are super lean you know Liam Cronin you know he walks around like 131 so he's doesn't have a weight big weight problem mm-hmm. and um, you know it, it's good They we just want to our guys to have good energy when they hit the mat and not just in the, you know, you see guys gas out in the third period. That's, that's not because they're out of condition, it's because probably their weight cut. Sure. And, and so they run a lot of glycogen in their muscles and, you know, they don't, they don't fire the same way. So we just try to do it the right way. And we got Riley Loy this year helping us again and she's, she's tremendous. So shout out to Riley there. She,
1: she does great work and she keeps our guys in order. Mark Manning in studio with us, Hale Varsity Radio. Uh, Video portion of this interview, of course, on the YouTube channel, Hale Varsity, and uh, both segments of this interview. If you have a wrestling fan or you want to check it out again, you can do so. Spotify, iTunes, Google Play with Hale Varsity Radio. Coach, awesome to see you. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Thank you. Go Huskers. All right. Quick timeout. Hail Varsity continues. Numbers to get in at 466 3776.
0: And now. And now, back to
1: Hail Varsity Radio. Hey, good stuff from Mark Manning. We'll uh, have some of Jay Moore here for us. This week, I know he's getting ready for Big Red Wrap Up. So we'll hear from Jay Bird, his thoughts on Nebraska, Minnesota. How about you and finding your way to Nebraska, Minnesota, Husker basketball? Of course, the NFL, Creighton basketball concerts. Dave Matthews, my buddy uh, Jeff just showed me the tickets. He got a hold up for Dave Matthews at CHI Michigan weekend. I'm telling you about your friends at Red Zone tickets selling funds since 2001 and if you if you have tickets to sell or tickets to buy red zone tickets is there for you and they're located in omaha so they are local and they are reliable and a 100 percent guarantee on all orders that's how you get an a plus better business bureau rating they take care of folks and uh, when it comes to making those memories and being able to attend the experiences you want to attend, it's all real easy. You log on, redzonetickets.com, redzonetickets.com, and check that uh, item off your bucket list and create the memories that do last a lifetime with redzonetickets.com. Open phones here the uh, rest of the show at 466 377 5865, we, we had a, a lot of talk here about Mickey. Joseph, the, uh, the news from On Three about Arizona State uh, being interested in Mickey. I will tell you this Arizona State has also reached out to Deion Sanders. Uh, Auburn is going to reach out to people. Nebraska has been reaching out to people. Matt um, is asking me about, you know, I've mentioned Aranda because I think Aranda would, would do well here. And Aranda has, has won some ball games. But Matt's pointing out the, to the one in 11 of Aranda. Listen, all I can tell you is Aranda's been a head coach longer than Mickey Joseph has. Do you want experience or do you want in the moment? Maybe you're of the belief Mickey's the long term answer. Maybe he is. That's Trev's answer, or I should say, decision to come to an answer. Who's he, who's he kicking the tires on? Where's he in that process? Mickey's been a candidate. But from the get-go, from the get-go, Trev has said it's a national search. Well, Ask, and the last thing I'll say is this. Mickey's done an incredible job, okay? And, and Nebraska is going to figure out a way to adapt Saturday without Casey Thompson if he doesn't play. With an offensive line that doesn't protect, and you've not been great running the football. Nebraska is going to have to adapt enough to score points and find a way to win to keep this thing a discussion point. Because Mickey, you're not going to bring Mickey on going three and nine or four and eight or five and seven. If you've got a proven head coach that's one, developed, and built, and ask yourself this as great as Mickey is, and he is at recruiting and developing. Do you want a pass first offense? That's what Mickey is. That's what Whipple is. In the Big Ten,
4: well, I
2: can think, you survive it? I think that's less important. I think that any styles is monstrously any, important. It, it's super important, but I don't think Mickey Joseph is tied to the pass first system. I think. And well, he, well, any, 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 we'll see Saturday. We'll see. But any head coach <laughs> worth their salt will adapt their system to make Absolutely. it fit wherever they are. Absolutely. I, I will say, where I don't question Mickey Joseph at all, his ability to recruit. No questions. His ability to connect with the team. No questions. I don't
1: I don't question him caring. key loves the kids. No. I think it's he's, sincere he's thousand perfect percent. in role. I think
2: he knows how to push these players' buttons in order to get the best out of them. I don't question that at all. Where I do question him is, how is he going to be able to step into a CEO role as a head coach, that is trying to build up a program from the bottom up. He doesn't have any experience there. So I think in, in Trev's ideal world, he's going to try to marriage or find a marriage between a guy uh, and, and a head coach that has experience in that CEO world, that is, has experience building a program up. And if it's perfect, he wants to find a marriage where he can keep Mickey around to be a guy who's going to be a position coach that can recruit and can connect with the players and can push buttons and, and get the best out of his players. That's the ideal world for Trev. Now, is that feasible? Is that possible? That remains to be seen. But I have... Almost no doubt that if Trev was living in a perfect world and he could get what he wants, that's what Trev would want because it makes the most sense to me.
1: Yeah, perfect world is bringing in uh, a coach, keeping Mickey on staff. Now, as a CEO, I mean, overall, I know last weekend didn't go well once your your quarterback went down, but overall, all the, like the only complaint you could really have as a CEO is you know the quarterback management. To me right? That's a Whipple call. You're the head coach. He's your coordinator. Should you have done something differently? Yes. You should have gone with Smothers. Would it have ended differently? Don't know. But that's that's your call. He let Whipple do his thing and go with pretty. Didn't work out well. The guy wasn't ready.
2: And I think that's a, the perfect representation of why you would think Trev is looking for a guy who has experience in that CEO role. Mm-hmm. That, that comes down to experience in my book. What, you, you haven't been there before. You've Mickey, as a head coach, has never had to deal with a starting quarterback going out injured, now you've got to figure out what you're going to do with the backup. That's never before happened for me. It's just these little things where I go, yeah, I think Nebraska, um, if they're in a different position, would be willing to give Mickey time. But where Nebraska is right now, they need a guy who has experience being in those moments, being in those situations.
1: Let's hear from Mickey and, and get the KC uh, the update here on whether or not he's going to go, and it doesn't sound like it, at least right now.
5: Right now, you know, it was a little nerve in his elbow. So right now, he's day-to-day. We, you know, I just wanted to hold him out today and let him see the doctors. He's seen the doctors yesterday, let him see him again today and see where he's at tomorrow. But when I spoke with him on Sunday, he felt better, and he, he looked better yesterday. I mean, Casey, he's took some hits this, this year. So, you know, I want to make sure I'm careful. And, I, and I'd rather say he's out than say he's in, and then he don't play. So...
1: Who is getting QB1 reps, and that's the other part of this thing is it's just a different world of development. Your your one gets the reps, your two's got to do mental reps and what limited reps they get during the week. They've got to make count, and hopefully it translates, and that's just that's that's just different than 25 years ago where you had a four-station practice and everyone's getting reps. Uh, more from Mickey here on, on the quarterback reps.
5: They both took even number of reps with the ones today. You're right. I went back and forth. They took the even number of reps with the ones today. They both did.
2: That's obviously Smothers and Purdy.
1: Yes. And uh, more here on uh, other quarterbacks uh, getting those first team reps. We heard this a little earlier in the show. We'll play
5: it again. No, no, no. <laughs> they weigh down there. I can't. Not those kids. They're young. I got I to gotta go with Chubb and Logan because they're the guys that have the experience. You know, those kids are going to be really good quarterbacks, but not, not right now not right
1: now that that's on Harburg and and masker that's what the reference was here but uh chaba uh when it comes to to his mentality here he just looked like he was trying to do too much he wasn't comfortable he wasn't settled in he's athletic and he was running for his life a bit but he just made some some mistakes
5: i I spoke to chaba chaba just has to settle down he has to breathe at that position he can't. He can't let his emotions take over. He's got to be a true leader out there. And I thought he was trying to make plays, but he got. He's got to understand the situation that we was in at that time when he threw the pick. That we already have. We already have three points. So let's make the score twenty to twelve. You throw a pick and they go up and they kick a field goal and now they up 20, 23 to nine. So he's got to understand situations. And I thought he had a really good day today. Just talking to him. Chubb like, is a kid that we got to talk to every play. Sometimes you don't want to do that with quarterbacks, but it's a little different with Chubba. Chubba's got to target. And he's young. Chubba's young. He's a young quarterback, not a whole bunch of reps. So we got to make sure this week that we do a really good job with him, reminding what situation he's in. And if it's not there, throw it away. If it's not there, run. Don't slide.
1: So that's Mickey on Chubba. Some final thoughts. We'll put a bow on it Tuesday with Hale Varsity presented by Currency.
0: Miss us?
4: Come here, brother. Give me a hug. Bring it in for the
0: real thing. We're on call for you. Catch the podcast at hailvarsity.com, the ESPN Lincoln app, or download them on iTunes. Saddle up, partner. Back to Hail Varsity Radio.
1: One final time, Hail Varsity Radio, presented by Currency for all your equipment financing needs. Reminder to buckle up hands on the wheel eyes in mind straight ahead the driver has one job to drive a message from the nebraska department of highway safety office todd emails in if we wanted mickey we would he would be our coach and there wouldn't be a national search makes me ill to hear you pull for that clown and why would our backups not be getting reps in practice until now what a joke todd again periods my that, friend that's
2: a little harsh because yeah. I will say, look at where Nebraska's at. And look at where they'd be without him. <laughs> well, look where they'd be without him, A, but i also say the backups aren't getting reps because as of right now, what my eye sees is that the starters need those reps a hell of a lot more. <laughs> and you, you have a finite amount of practice time. I'm not going to sacrifice the starters who aren't impressing me on the field. I'm not going to sacrifice their practice time for the backups. I know eventually you're going to have to rely on these backups, but whenever your starters aren't even cutting it, I think maybe they need the practice time a little bit more.
1: He's not wrong, Mickey when it comes to getting the, the starter ready. And, and you've seen Casey Thompson be a, a clear head-and-shoulders uh, difference maker at quarterback. So let's just I, – I said a little bit earlier, I think Mickey's a pass-first guy. I think Whipple's clearly a pass-first guy. That doesn't mean they can't and won't adjust. I think cut 16 here. How do you get out alive against Minnesota Saturday?
5: Yeah, we, you know, every week we go in and, we, you know, we try to get the run game started. You know, the run game started, but, you know, we, we, we like to throw the ball. But I think this week that we're going to try to rely on the run and throw it when we have to.
1: Okay. That's, that's big. Uh, more from Mickey here about uh, the landscape of the Big Ten.
5: Well, if you look around, and you look on this side, you've you got to be able to run the ball. You've got to be able to move people off the point. You got to be able to have a strong run game, running game, and eat the clock up and shorten the game. That's what I, I see. You know, i like, you're going to adjust to this league, you know, and that's that's what I'm learning. That you, this league, they're going to run the football, they're going to eat clock, and they're going to try to keep your offense on the sideline. And that's that's the vision. That's that's what you you got to get to.
1: And right now, point of attack is a major issue for Nebraska football on the line of scrimmage on the offensive line Elijah on the defensive line and you don't have really anywhere to hide or anywhere else to go with what Nebraska is so that's great you'll adjust but what can you do that's what I'm that's what I'm stuck with like last Saturday pre-injury you were hitting some big plays you're scoring enough points you had the lead now can you come up with something and get an insane performance from your defense to to go steal a win with your backup quarterback? Can you pull a fleck? Hmm. Is pretty much what I'm asking. Because he's he's done this before with the the, the COVID win in Lincoln that's never gonna be forgotten in twenty twenty. Where you're down thirty players and a fourth team running back. Big ask. Can they come out and look better? Can they look more prepared? Can they look more polished? Can they stay in the fight uh, with uh, a backup? Will they adapt and adjust? And I don't know. uh, Whipple tomorrow. Ernest Hausman tomorrow. Brad Edwards tomorrow. Mike Babcock tomorrow. Big thanks to uh, Coach Manning, Mitch Sherman. Podcast, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play with Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for listening.
2: A Huda Media Production.